Hey there. We're Megan, Lauren, and Lindsay. We're three teacher advocates who've been where you are and know what you're going through. We believe that teachers are as important to the education system as the curriculum, and our goal is to support you as a teacher and a person. This is everything your teacher prep didn't prepare you for. Welcome to Real Teaching 101. Hello, teacher friends who are probably about to be on the best part of the school year, also known as summer vacation. Yes, it is true. The calendar says May, and you are like, this close to being school's out for summer. It's so close, I can taste it. Don't you love that feeling? It's like the anticipation of turning off my alarms. There is no greater feeling than being like, no, I do not want to wake up at 5.50 in the morning. No, I agree that when you're laying in bed at night and it's like, oh, I don't have an alarm set for the next day. I'm sorry. That is one of the best feelings in life, if you ask me. You know, my other summer favorite thing I love is just peaceful coffee in the morning. Mm, yes, ma'am. Like, yes, ma'am. Or more than two cups, one right after the other. Yeah. And like your coffee actually staying hot enough for you <laughs> to drink it. Yeah, just not having to rush out of the door in the morning and just that sl- those slow mornings of peaceful coffee. That's what like I keep saying to myself in my head when things are <laughs> real crazy at school right now. You know what else I love? What? You're going to laugh at me. Are you ready to laugh at me? Always. <laughs> Daytime TV. No, I 100%. I absolutely get that. Now, I'm not as as well-versed as you are in this. Do the people know about your daytime TV? Oh, I don't think they do. Everybody, I was on a game show. I almost won $10,000 when I picked the wrong box. Not, Gosh, darn it. Not just a game show. Tell the people. I was on The Price is Right. I got to have a little name tag. I got to go up and, and bid at Contestants Row. I got to spin the big wheel. It was a dream come true, everybody. And it was freaking fantastic. And you like prepped, prepped for that, like in true teacher fashion. <laughs> I I studied for it the way most people would study for the SATs. And I'd, I'd go as far to say is that you probably got more out of it than some people get from the SAT. 100% because you know what? I can watch my daytime TV and be like, yeah, you know what? That fan is like $18. Well, now that we have regaled everybody (laughs) with summer conversations, we should also mention that there is one voice that is currently absent from our little trio, and that is Lindsay. She, like a sucker, does not live here in California. Sorry, everybody else who does not live in California. Uh, But she had a weather-related storm thing. Her power went out, so she couldn't be here. Weather-related, like real emergency, like emergency emergency. Right. Not like it's sunny and 70 degrees all the time, like my weather emergency. I like – wait, I'm sorry. Before we go any further, I'm East Coast. It's pretty hot here today, hotter than it normally is for this time of May. Let me tell everybody, we got onto the Google Meet. Lauren is all sorts of bundled (laughs) up. She's got like a long sleeve sweatshirt on and literally a puffy vest. When the camera came on, I was like, oh, look at you all bundled up. (laughs) Well – you know, it's it's a frosty 69 degrees here. I clearly could not go out in anything but a sweatshirt and a puffy vest. I didn't wear a hat today, though. You should be very proud of me. I definitely am. But let me tell you, when I was living in California and it would be like in the 60s and there were people wearing gloves, it it's ridiculous. Like, you guys, come on. 
Come on. I'm sorry. That's winter here. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> well, right now, Lindsay is experiencing like real, real winter. So uh, we did have Lindsay share her insights via text message. Um, so we'll we'll get to include her voice and speak for her today. Yes, yes we will. Although uh, she does want to say that she's in the frozen tundra and misses you all. So... <laughs> There you go. Anywho, so aside from just talking about the benefits of summer vacation, uh, in true teacher fashion, Megan and I wanted to talk about summer reading, but not summer reading lists, which I have very strong opinions on. Same, same. Uh, But we thought in order to support you as people, we might want to talk about book recommendations that you would want to read, dare I say, for fun. (gasps) Dare I say, because you have time. Gasp. And you know what else you can do? You can go to the bathroom whenever you feel like it. Maybe take your book with you. Maybe. Live your life. Lock that door and just stay there all day. Read your books. Fantastic. So Megan and I each have some books that we are going to share with you, and they're going to fall into one of two categories. And we don't mean to offend any people who wrote these beautiful books with our two categories of trashy and classy. So imagine the classy book is the one where you tell everybody how erudite and intelligent you are because I don't know you what have that read that word book. means. Well, use your context clues, girlfriend. Fancy? No, smart because it's so classy. Classy can be fancy. I guess so. All right. <laughs> fancy, erudite, synonymous with intelligent or the book that you hide behind the classy book and are really very interested in reading or the one you shove in your beach bag and you read at the beach or the one that, I don't know, is just fun and book-like and it's like what you uh, would be reality TV in your hands, maybe. So like entertainment. That's probably a yeah. far better word than the the little word vomit I just did. <laughs> No, it works. I always think of like beach reads, like something that is like fluffy and positive, you know, maybe like romancy, just fun to sit in the sand and read a book, you know, and it's not about teaching children how to read. So, you know. Fantastic. Okay. So I was telling Lauren, we had this idea just about summer reading and right away I assumed we meant like for teachers because I'm pretty sure all of us have the same feeling about the way we force children to read books that they don't get to select themselves over the summertime um, to be continued. But I, so I picked out like right away, I kind of knew what my go-tos were like favorite ones I've either am currently reading or have read. But then I also picked a couple teacher books too, like about education, because I wasn't sure like which way we were going. And then Lauren was like, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but I'm going to wait till we're recording. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my thoughts on that was I totally blew off that element of the assignment. So none of my books have anything to do with teaching children. I decided to be rebellious. But there you go. I think that's okay. Like, I get very excited over the summer to read books that are not teacher related or just to read at all, because I feel like that is such a huge part of my job. Sometimes by the time I get home, I'm like, oh, my brain is tired. Mm -hmm. So but then like maybe by like July-ish... There might be some good teacher books out there where I, I kind of like do little bits here and there. And I just picked a couple ones that like I really, really like and they're kind of much more our speed. So I think you'll dig them. But OK, so 
I'm going to start with my teacher books. And there's one that I've already talked about a whole bunch on this podcast. So no one's going to be surprised. And that is my fave Unpacked Your Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, Oldie it, but a goodie. Yes. And it's uh, by Naomi O'Brien and Lanisha Tab. And Naomi is Read Like a Rock Star. I think Read Like a Rock Star. And then Lanisha is Education with an Apron on Instagram and Teachers Pay Teachers and all the things. Um, and it's how two primary teachers ditched problematic lessons and built a culture-centered curriculum. And my favorite thing is, look, if you see the front cover, it's got like the stereotypical Yes, I see the leprechaun and the up. turkey. Yes. 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 And so, what appears to be President Washington. Is that who that is? I think so. And I'm guessing that's Lincoln up there. But ah, yes. the first way that I really got to know them was through uh, their more than just a dream unit for um, Dr. Martin Luther King. And they've got all of this really great social studies curriculum. They actually have like a monthly social studies club that I'm a part of now too. I love it so much. Um, But I've talked about it before, but they, oh my gosh, my fave. So that's one. And then my other teacher book for you guys is called Teach Like Finland. Oh, I would be interested in reading. You would. I actually think a lot of people would. So I know that it's like a teacher book, but it's 33 simple strategies for joyful classrooms. And one thing that I really love about it is um, (laughs) the idea that there's no bad weather, just bad clothing. And I think that's oh, a, that's appropriate for right now. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and like just in the United States, it's people so quickly take away recess. Oh, it's mm-hmm, too hot. No recess. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too cold. No recess. Um, and other countries don't do that. Like they just bundle the kids up <laughs> or have them put on rain boots or their rain suits. And anyways, there's there's just a lot of things. I don't think it would surprise anybody um, that a lot of their education ideas would be considered probably like hippy dippy I think here in the United States but like there's so much data that backs up the success of Finland schools um that I, I just think there's a lot we could learn from them so anyways I have not finished the whole thing I'm almost halfway through but I, I like it a whole bunch so I'll just give you a little tidbit it says Finland shocked the world when it's 15 year 15 year old scored highest on the first program for international student assessment a set of tests for evaluating critical thinking skills and math, science, and reading. So that was in 2001. But even today, this tiny Nordic nation continues to amaze. So how does Finnish education with short school days, light homework loads, and little standardized testing produce students who match the PISA scores of high-powered, stressed-out kids in Asia? And then it goes into all the different secrets behind their success. So I was like, all of those things, you know, how I feel about the homework. But anyways, I just think that's a really good one. So Teach Like Finland, and it's by Timothy D. Walker. So do you want to give me one of your serious ones? Or not, I guess not serious, classy. I do. Okay. And um, so we talked about me being on The Price is Right a while ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so this book is not game show related, but it is a book that I checked out from the library Loved it so much that I went on Amazon and bought it. Oh. I know. And so um, do you want to hear the convoluted backstory that I ha- had as well, why I picked said book? Yes. Yes. Okay. Always. So, so the book is called The Charisma Myth, and it's all oh. about how charisma is a skill that you can learn. It's not something that is inherently something that people are born with. And I stumbled across this book, and don't laugh. Okay. 
I was looking up strategies that magicians use because I wanted to use them in the classroom, not to do like magic tricks. Mm -hmm. But here in Los Angeles, there is a a restaurant, question mark, bar, Uh, place. If you're about to say the Magic Castle and you just called it a restaurant, I'm going to be super offended. Well, that is where I went, but I had food there. I ate actual the, meal. The Magic Castle is so much more than just a restaurant. You literally have to have like... It's like a speakeasy restaurant bar with magicians. Did I get it? Okay. No. Oh, you there? Okay. You have to have a membership. Like the membership is like super secretive. There are no cameras allowed inside. I've been there twice I think two or three times you get like dressed up and yes there's a restaurant but there's like different levels and different floors and different rooms and there's magicians performing all over and it is oh my gosh the magic castle is super amazing there's actually a hotel attached to it too that's where my first trip out to LA I stayed at the magic castle hotel strangely enough Well, that is fascinating. I, too, went to the Magic Castle. I was completely enamored how the magicians had me eating out of their hand. I was like, Mm -hmm. what are they going to do next? They had my full rapt attention for like 45 minutes. And I thought to myself, like a teacher nerd, how do I get my students to feel like that about what I'm teaching them? So I scoured the internet looking for magician techniques in their presentation. Those books Mm -hmm. do not exist. If you are a magician, please write this book. I would be fascinated to read it. But anyhow, I stumbled upon this charisma myth book, and it was entirely fascinating about different styles that people have and then different techniques that you can use to be charismatic and or develop that. And it's also um, different exercises that you can do, such as standing closer to a person in an elevator than you would normally stand. Oh, I don't like that one bit. No, it doesn't. But it's all about your presence and how you can convey presence. And like, no, I'm going to be like, you know, pushing the envelope a little bit with comfort. And so that's really what it was about is really stepping outside your comfort zone and having presence. Another really great exercise in this book was called being the gorilla. And they don't mean that like, I'm going to like walk on all fours. But how when you're walking down the street, you want to have your posture set so that people walk around you and like you don't get out of the way for people. You have people get out of the way for you. Not to be a douchebag, but I like say, I, I don't love that. No, but it's about, again, having presence and like being able to be confident because so much of charisma has to do with being confident. It is fantastic and fabulous. You do not become a douchebag at the end of reading this <laughs> unless that's your goal. But Which I highly, be. highly, highly recommend this book if you are a wannabe magician and like want to be charismatic. So I feel like it's more is like asserting your confidence. And those are just examples, but not necessarily in like the a-hole way of like not getting out of the way for people when they're walking. Right. But if you think about people who are charismatic, they have a sense of confidence and authenticity about them. Mm-hmm. And so it's really about developing that with these kinds of exercises thrown in there. So without ways you can do that without with, without the arrogance that some people have, because I think that's a fine line. Well, because being arrogant isn't the same as being charismatic. I would not call somebody who is charismatic arrogant. No, but I was thinking confidence. Oh, yes. like they're the yeah, like people who take their confidence to a level of like being arrogant. 
Yes, but this is not the arrogant myth. This is not this that. This is the charisma myth. This is the good one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, the good it's ones. fantastic. I have a copy that I, I have marked up that I continually go back to oh. sometimes. Um, I've learned a lot about it. And I will say some of those techniques may or may not have helped me become a contestant on The Price is Right. Ooh, there you go. That's the hook people need. There we go. All right, like your it. next one. Okay, so when it comes to entertaining... Um, I have like two paths that I take when it comes to non-education related books. You guys are not going to be surprised by the first one. And that is because I have talked about my love of true crime and all things true crime. So my first one mm -hmm, is I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. And that was she was Peyton Oswald's late wife um, was turned into a series on HBO and uh, one woman's obsessive search for the Golden State Killer. And I think what's super entertaining is that, um, I mean, I shouldn't say entertaining, interesting is that Michelle, unfortunately, passed away before she could finish the book. So a couple other people finish it for her. And then after the book came out and there was all of this press, the Golden State Killer was actually caught. So I don't know. It's pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. I love it a lot. So if you're somebody who likes any of those true crime podcasts, you would definitely like this. It's a little bit different to read it on the beach, I'll tell you, than (laughs) my normal beach reads. Now, again, I don't want to say trashy because like we had our whole little talk about like, you know, we don't mean it in an offensive way. But if you're looking for something fluffy and just enjoyable, if you were someone who enjoyed Outlander or anything Scottish related. There is a massive series by the author Patience Griffin, and it's all different. Oh my God, I have so many of them. So Meet Me in Scotland, To Scotland with Love, Some Like It's Scottish, The Accidental Scott, The Trouble oh with Scotland. Oh my God. Is oh there scotch tape on there? <laughs> I know, I'm so funny. But it's, oh my God, it's just, they're all romancy. It all takes place in the same little town, but like each book is different. It's like a different character's love story. Super sweet and cute. I would say at some points, maybe kind of predictable, but like in like a, you know, easy breezy beach read kind of way. So what about you? What's your entertaining one? Okay. So again, I I, I took a, a, maybe not a rogue thing, but I I thought about an author that I really like and all of her books that I think are so fantastic. And Shocker to no one. She's a young adult author. (laughs) And her books, uh, so her name is Jennifer E. Smith, and she writes these kind of meet cute teen romance books that are so fantastically well done with so much depth to the point where I have reread them several times. So, and they have kind of innocuously happy titles like The Statistical Probability of Love at First Sight and The Geography of You and Me. And this is what happy looks like. They are so good, right? They're They're so so good. good. So good. And there's so much, like I said, so much depth in them that I really believe these characters and they're not characters who annoy you. You know, sometimes when you read those types of YA ones, you're like, you are not realistic people at all, but these ones feel like they're people you would know and the situations are kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the the geography of me and you, there's a, a, a power outage in the whole city and these two people get stuck in an elevator and then decide to walk around the city when the power comes out or something like that. And 
this is what happy looks like involves somebody dating a celebrity and they meet over email via accidentally. And obviously, obviously. so those situations are like, all right, they might not ever happen, but when you're reading them, you feel like they really do happen. And I had the privilege of going to an author meet where she was here before COVID. And it was one of the like, I was like, oh my God, I get to meet her. This is so exciting. So I speak very highly of those books. They are great lighthearted entertainment, but I still feel something and I remember what it's like to be a teenager again. And then they're great for the classroom too. Uh, so that's my, I don't want to say trashy because now I feel like but I'm like going to hurt Jennifer's feelings, but entertaining. Exactly. Well, and can I give one shout out before we finish up? Cause I know this is just our quick little um, prep period, but if you want entertaining books, I have to give a shout out to the authors. So it's two different women, Christina Lauren, they write under that pen name, Christina Lauren. I actually know them in real life and they are glorious and amazing. And they have written so many books. They've got young adult books, but most of them are like romance novels. Um, there's, I've, I have not read all of these. I'll tell you the ones I've read. So Dating You, Hating You, Roomies. I loved that one. Love in Other Words. One of my favorite is Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Not Dating. I almost said gating. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. And then um, In a Holidays, I Love. And then the last one I just read most recently was my favorite Half Night Stand. So again, (laughs) yeah, super, super fun. They also have the whole Beautiful series. And I'm pretty sure these are their books that came out first. So the first one is Beautiful Bastard. And I got to go to that book release. And I have a really funny picture of myself because I want to say it was on Valentine's Day. And I remember taking a picture like with their big sign and like a picture of me crying into chocolate cake. But I'll try to dig those out to find and share with the people because I think you'd appreciate those. But have to give a shout out to Christina Lauren. I love all of the things, everything they do. I love it. I don't know how they come up with so many ideas. It like is amazing. Can I give one more recommendation? Of course. Okay. I'll keep it short and sweet and to the point. Jessica Simpson's autobiography. I was going to say you and I were talking about this the other day. I was like going into it like this isn't going to be very good. I was in tears at the end of that book. I was so moved by what she had put into her book. And I felt like I understood her on a far deeper level than I ever anticipated. It was fan-freaking-tastic. Highly recommend it. Okay. I definitely want to read that. And that's so – I think that is a very shining review from you because as your friend, you're not someone who I'd be like, oh, she's going to read Jessica Simpson's book. But I think – that is a great example of like, I don't know, maybe reading something outside of what your normal mm-hmm. go-to would be. It's what happens when you have a library card. That a girl. God, I love the library. God, I know. Now you can check out books online. God, we're such book nerds. We are. We are. And when I was in LA, you could have a teacher card and a personal card. And they, the teacher card let you keep the books out longer. FYI. Ah, speak in my language. Well, I know Lindsay (laughs) is not here, but I think I will give one recommendation that I hope I'm not totally speaking on her behalf. Well, maybe that's not true. Lindsay, if you're listening to this one, here's the book I'm going to recommend on your behalf. (laughs) Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, only because I know for a fact that you've read it and you and I talked about it because we were describing the same book to each other, trying to get (laughs) the other person to read the same book. So it's called The Seven and a Half Deaths of, of Evelyn Hardcastle. 
Oh. And it's a very interesting story. It's Agatha Christie meets Groundhog Day. So it's about this person who keeps waking up in this like old Victorian home and there's been a murder. (gasps) But each day that passes, they wake up as a different person who is on this estate with the uh, trying to figure out and solve the murder. It was fantastic. I liked it a lot. And I know Lindsay did too. So Lindsay, there you go on your behalf. (laughs) And much like your prep period, this episode has gone by so fast. We know summer is quickly approaching. We will be coming out with new episodes now that it's summertime and we have more time. So Mm -hmm. we hope that you all rest up, read some books. We would love to hear if you've read any of the books that we recommended, or if you've got your own that people should read, please reach out to us. We'll put them out on the socials and just be a bunch of teacher book nerds because who doesn't love that? And I mean, we are anyways, so we might as well share it with each other. Yep. Let's just let that flag fly out there. (laughs) All right, everybody rest up, be well. We will talk to you next time. Before you leave us today, know that you're appreciated and we know you're doing everything you can. Let's stay in touch. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at RealTeaching101 or email us at RealTeaching101 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening today and we'll see you next class.